Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who gives Freddy Krueger nightmares, Mr. Drew Celestino. Welcome to Prime Time, uh, family-friendly show. <laughs> All rise, huh? I'm trying something new. I like it. I like it. I think you should... You like should, it? Yeah, we should keep it. Okay. All right. If anyone out there didn't like it, uh, too bad. <laughs> it's not your show, so <laughs> it's, that's fine. Uh, here we are again, sir. Yes. Opening statements. How was your week? Ah, good. I'm I'm unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, man. Um, we had uh, Game Night is back. What yes. Did we end, what did we end up playing? We played... Um, what did we play? We played Samurai Sword. Samurai Sword. New one. In which hearts are meaningless. Yeah. I think we missed a, something with yeah, Samurai we're gonna have Sword. To, I, like, I get the heart mechanic, but... I don't know. We're going to have to play a one a couple more times. Because I yeah. liked it. It's like social deduction with deck building... So yeah, I think it was cool. Very vindictive. Yes, yes. Um, I was the shogun, and I was unceremoniously assassinated. Not by me, though. Well, you know, you weren't helping. No, I was not. You were actually hindering. You didn't. Di- you didn't strike the death blow, but you were certainly in there for a little, little stabbing with a little the, stabby stab, little stabby, sure. little stabby runaway stabby, sure, run run stab sure. stab. At, you you know. could say you were rush and attacking. I could, but that game's terrible. Because so. we're going to send a Green Beret into a Russian base with a knife. Yeah. That's all okay. he needs. It's a Green Beret. All right. He'll, he'll get what he needs when he's there. Okay. With the help of codes. Yes. We, <laughs> had a, uh, we had a special guest for game night. We did. We had Chris Taylor. You know it. The one so, and only. Sometime, often uh, Always listener, sender. sometimes question yes. sender. A good friend of mine. We had um, Chris was in town because we uh, went to the New Japan ROH Global Wars show at Riverworks on Thursday. So Chris was in town from Rhode Island for that, and the show was awesome. Sold out, sixteen hundred people, nice. uh, hot crowd, great matches, and uh, very emotional uh, night actually. Like we had ringside, which was great, but yep. uh, the talent themselves were were pretty. So, like the Bullet Club were were blown away by the response they got. Awesome. I mean, not that they should be surprised because they're the Bullet Club and they're the biggest thing going outside of WWE. Arguably, the biggest thing going inside of the world of wrestling. Period. Um, but the crowd was hot for them. Buffalo last time ROH came was not that, not that hot. So ROH has been real spotty in town. Yeah, but this time was like hot fire. So they, they give a really great speech because they're kind of uh, at the short end of the WWE stick right now with some cease and desists and some uh, some shenanigans going on, um, unfortunately. But they were they were hot. They were they were grateful for the reception and uh, vowed to be back. So it was super awesome. Kenny Omega and the Bucks went over in the main event. Nice um, against the Kingdom, who were you know they're the Kingdom. They're they're whatever. <laughs> they're ROH take mainstays. Your word for it. Um. It was fantastic, though. And then, uh, I'm not sure if you remember uh, the Dudley Boys from yeah, ECW, sure. WWE fame, WWF at the time, actually. So, Bubba Ray is uh, on the tour, apparently, but he's not wrestling. So, he came out to a thunderous ovation because we didn't expect him to be there. 
And he gave a speech. Basically, he's injured right now. And uh, I guess the injury sounds concussion related, and he thinks he might be done. Mm. So he gave kind of the um, I might be done speech. If, but the, the thing that got people fired up, though, I mean, obviously, thank you, Bubba, and all that yeah. business. But uh, as I drove Chris downtown to go to Riverworks, I pointed out the Burt Flickinger Center. And I said, 20 years ago, I saw ECW at this building like three times when they were still the hottest thing in wrestling, when they were still punk rock of wrestling, when they were going strong. And uh, sure enough, Bubba Ray's like, you know, I wanted to come to this town for one reason. 20 years ago, I wrestled in the Burt Flickinger Center and the place went berserk because all of us old guys yeah. knew. And it was Obviously. pretty cool that he called it out. And that was, that was pretty awesome. Nice little, nice little moment. So nice. we had a lot of fun. Um, Colt Cabana was kind enough to take pictures of everybody after the show for free. That was at ringside still. So thank cool. you, Colt Cabana, for that. Friday, we took uh, Chris up to Niagara Falls, Canada. Haven't been up there since I was about like, 19. You, really? It's been that long. I mean, I've been to Canada, but I've never, yeah. I haven't gone to Niagara Falls, like Clifton Hill and all that, yeah. the falls, since I was like 19. The only reason okay. I went then because I wanted to drink legally, because I couldn't <laughs> do that here. So it was a whole different experience now. Do you reenact Superman 2 scene? No. Okay. No, no, no. But uh, it, was, it was nice. Nice. Day, yeah. was, day was okay. Um, marveled at the glory of the Canadian side of the falls, and then kind of looked over at the American side and like, huh. That's sad. Our side has its unique charms. Our side's not as mm. Vegasy as their side is. Our side's more wholesome. Well, define wholesome. Um, I can walk twenty minutes from the American side of Niagara Falls and not hit a strip club. There were no strip clubs in sight from where I was on the Canadian side. Keyword being in sight, but there was also no prostitutes or crack dealers. And I wasn't really afraid of Listen, walking around down there. Local flavor aside. <laughs> is that what that is? Okay. It's, it's ambiance. Ambiance. Okay. Well, anyway, we had a great time. Uh, came back. And then, yeah, Friday, man. Game night. Um, Chris was in, in, in tow. So Samurai Swords, mixed bag. What else did we play? We played one other thing. We played something, and then we waited. We played uh, Dungeon Roll. Oh, yeah, we played Dungeon Roll. I love Dungeon Roll. Dungeon Roll is a good time. It's a great game. Super easy, but yep. always good. Um, Saturday, we had band stuff, as per usual, um, which went well. Going very well, actually. I'm looking. Cool. It's it's coming. There's a big workload for coming up with all that. So I'm, I'm terrified, but excited at the same time. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say yay now. Then when it's like, oh, we're in the thick of recording and my life is hell. I'm saying yay because I don't have to do it. I mean, that's... Oh. Anyway, um, then we had some dinner. You know, Tim and Lauren, we had dinner yeah. at their house, and mm-hmm. we played some more games. Um, but for the life of me, I, oh, Galaxy Truckers, we, we played that. Yeah? What do you think of it? I like I've it. I've seen it played. I've never played it. Okay, so it's, it's when you're actually playing it, it's good. Yeah. But, but. It's, got these, it's got this phase set up, right? Yeah. So the first phase is setting up your ship. Mm-hmm. So you got to put all these little tiles face down. Yeah, put all these little tiles over. Yeah, and everyone draws from the pool to build their ship. Yep. So it's kind of a pain to set that up. So then, once all the tiles have been placed on your ships, clear the tiles off. Put out the game board with your pieces and stuff. Yeah. You play. You play through the the cards. You play mm-hmm. three rounds of cards. You play through each one. But the problem is between each set of cards. 
you got to take the board off, put all the little t- tabs back down, draw them again, and each your ship gets bigger each round. Yeah. So it's more, it, too much. Too much monotony to it? Not, I wouldn't say monotony. It's just too much set up, tear down, set up, tear down. Okay. It's, it's annoying. Like, I want to put the board up and be done. This game kind of mandates that there's a pool of chip or pool of tiles. Okay, you got all those? Okay, now take the rest of them and throw them away. Now put the board back yeah. up. Just kind of, eh. Okay. The girls didn't really like it. I, I, in the, once we got into the second round of it, I, I liked it. But the setup and teardown, I did not care for. Gotcha. And then uh, I, the name of the game that uh, Tim busted out after that escapes me. So I'm no help there. Sorry. Um, Sunday night, took my dad out for his birthday for dinner, which was nice. Went to the Delaware on Delaware. It's okay. Okay. You didn't like it? That's a adequate. You're going. It's okay. I can tell by your face. You didn't like it. My my food was good, not great. Okay. Service was okay, not great. There and the beer selection was very subpar. Subpar by your standards or subpar by normal? By my standards. Okay, so then fine for your average Joe. Beer if all you want is a blue light or something, yeah, you're okay. But if okay. you, you know, they're, they had two IPAs on, neither of which were that great. One was a session and one was just a Southern Tier, which is like, yeah, that's that's par for the course. A little pedestrian, okay. little pedestrian as All I like right. to say. And then the, the the one stout that they had kicked. So Jen got a free three quarters of a glass of, of stout. And that, yeah. was, that was it. So, oh, well. Um, and then last night, I'll have you know that we watched uh, two episodes of Vice Principals. Hilarious. And if, a great if, show. You, if you haven't watched Eastbound and Down, again, go back and watch Eastbound and Down. You'll love it. Um, I watched uh, part three of Ultima Lucha Trace. No spoilers. No spoilers, but it was awesome. I gotta wait for it to come to Netflix. Yes, you do. It's amazing. Actually, and, ooh, no, we have some semblance of cable backs. We had to switch over to Spectrum. Maybe. Maybe. You have on demand. You might be okay. It might be on demand. It is on demand on... Mm. Yeah. I think you're good. So now I just got to find out if I actually have Spike. Uh, I have like, L Ray. I, it's on the L Ray network. Oh, that's right. I probably don't have L Ray. I could check. I, mean, I would check, check if I were you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. And then we watched a three-hour Raw in 30 minutes. And I, I'm totally fine with that because that's terrible. Yeah, you're still watching. Is is crushing a three hour show in thirty minutes really watching? It's like it's still watching. I guess I don't care anymore, especially after Friday's ROH NGPW, NGPW show. My interest is at an all time low. Okay, WWE Land is just like this thing. Like, oh yeah, that 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 wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Air quoting. It's an mm-hmm. audio medium. You can't see yep. it, but yeah. That's up. That's what's up. Here I am today. How how you doing, guy? All right, so my week is relatively uneventful. Uh, Thursday night was X-Wing night. Hmm. This is three weeks in a row now with this. I'm on a cold streak. The force is not with me. Hmm. You know what is with me is blank dice results and ships going. You are not one with the force. The force is not with you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. No, no. Sorry to hear that. No, it's it's bad. I, I haven't won a game that matters in like a month. Oh, yeah. So hopefully we'll turn around this week. Yeah, yeah. you sound confident. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, so yeah, that was Thursday. It's still fun playing, though. I mean, you know, it's still, still a fun game. Still enjoy it. I'm too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Friday was game night with you guys, so that was fun. Uh, Saturday, Saturday was literally nothing. I literally did nothing all day Saturday. It's good. Yeah. Get your Peter Gibbons on. Yeah. When the sun starts to go down and I'm still in my pajamas, there's a little feeling of... Oh. When I, that's what I mean when I said I did nothing. Oh, one of those. Yeah. I was like just watching after the boy all day. Julie had some stuff to do. Um, I, I At this age now, you know, almost 40... When I hit one of those, you don't, you stay, you're like, Ugh. wow, I've I got been, more days. I've got more days behind me than I do ahead of me. There's, oh God. There's, we can't have days like this. So, um, yeah, Sunday was good. Uh, Julie had some more stuff to do, but I was, you know, did some stuff around the house and Sunday night I played some games with my friend, Adam played a uh, memoir 44. Which is a one-on-one kind of like World War II. It has some aspects of X-Wing in it and that there's like line to sight and the game's like set up on a hexagonal... Miniature planes? No, no. no. Uh, miniature, like little miniature army men and tanks and different things like that. It's good. I would play it again, but... I wanted it to be much deeper than it actually is. Okay. It's very bare bones. There's not a lot lot of options you have in that game that i think there should be in that game okay so well, for that you have x-wing yeah and then we played a game of x-wing and adam won oh man what i you're, like i said force is not with me no you're 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 luke trying to lift the x-wing here it's just right not now, happening <laughs> right now you know what i am right now i'm chewy in the pit of the falcon during the asteroid chasing just howling and Banging away on the ship, uh, okay. trying to get something to work. Fair enough. It, it, he did get it to work. Yeah. Well, well no, no R two got yeah. it to work. Yeah. yeah. You need an R two. You need. I, I had an R two. He blew up too. He oh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't do any help for me. Uh, so yeah, that was that. Oh, also Sunday. Um, every year I do a. Uh, my friend Russ does a last man standing pool with football. You know yep. how you pick one team each week. Uh, if that team wins, you move on the next week, but you can't pick them again. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was going pretty good. It's commonly referred to as a survival pool. Okay. Survivor pool sometimes. Okay. Um, it was going really good. And then this week, one person picked Washington to win, and everyone else picked Denver to win. Uh, you know what? I didn't see a single solitary second of football this weekend, then I feel great about it. Spoilers, Washington won and Denver lost. Oh, okay. I did not pick Washington. Sorry, man. I'm not a survivor. No. No, you're not. That hurt. Because, like, I think I was literally, like, myself personally, I think I was third on New York's depth chart for wide receivers because they have that many injuries. So, yeah, you're just everything's coming up. You know what? In the grand scheme of life, it was not a bad weekend, but I don't know. uh, Maybe we should just move on. Yeah, we're going to move on. Yeah, my sodium level is elevated. (laughs) Uh, Dear listeners. If you would like to tell us about your week, if you'd like to send us any questions, you can do so at. Devil's Due Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the, at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these things available to you on our website, 
thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, we do have a Twitter response and a couple email questions. All right. Uh, Twitter response we got was from Mr. Kyle Allinger. Uh, Kyle says, new Star Wars movie is simply called Solo. Please discuss. <laughs> seriously, there seems to be a lack of creativity there. Kyle, we're going to get to that in the news. Stay tuned. Yep. Okay, so for the questions, we I, the, the, the tango and cash yes. of, of the devil's Yes. Dude, Mr. J. Gelsomino and Mr. Alan Waiters. Uh, which start, one's tango and which one's cash? Uh, you know... Uh, I'm going to make Alan Waiters Kurt Russell. Wow. Yeah. That's Not what I expected, but yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Sure. So, for starting with Mr. J. J. L. Cimino, Drew and Carl, if you could start one small business with one hero and one villain, what would it be? <laughs> Do you offer insurance and a 401k? What kind of holiday package are we looking at? Hmm. <laughs> well, if it's a small business, don't, don't get too excited about Benny's up front. We'll get to those, but yeah, up, you know, when you're a startup, you got to start small. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I would have to say I'm going to open up a, uh, you know, those like uh, fitness studio, like the not not a gym exactly, but like the weight loss fitness things where you join for like two hundred dollars a month or something, and like okay. you're on like a little team of people, and you just get, you get grinded to a pulp. Yeah. I'm going to start one of those. She Hulk. Okay. And the Taskmaster. That makes sense. Okay. You, I could see that. I, I think, yeah, that could work. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go real simple here. Real simple. Um, I'm going to start up a Jamba Juice knockoff. Go on. Uh, but I'm going to call it Jabba Juice. Ew. And I'm going to start it with Jabba the Hut and C-3PO. That sounds disgusting. Well, you know, where's the juice coming from? Oh, it's it's standard, you know, Java juice, orange juice, and you know. Oh, okay. Like I said, knockoff Jamba juice, clever title. Oh, I thought you celebrity meant the slime appearance off in the of Jamba. No, you no, no, we're not doing that off. No, oh, dude, I know we're not doing the slurm here. Okay. Um, and C3OPO is just a great host. Is he the Pro- protocol droid? Man, it's what he's designed for. Yeah. I guess. I'm not asking him to negotiate a treaty here. I'm just simply asking him to make people feel welcome and serve him drinks. He's going to annoy him to death. You know that. Then they won't stay long. Customer turnover. <laughs> See how it works? They might not come Genius. back, though. <laughs> well, you know, we'll have a drive through Will Bib Fortuna be there? Day job and no bargain. What about Salacious Crumb? Oh, you gotta have. You can't oh. have one without the other. All right, that, okay. That's, that's, just, that's I'm math. just checking. That's just, math. Just checking. Drew. Yeah. What was the highlight of the MP and JPW show, and why was Minoru Suzuki? And, <laughs> and why was why was it Minoru Suzuki? Uh, that was also pretty awesome. That might out of all the awesome things that the whole show was great actually. But seeing Minoru Suzuki in the flesh in Buffalo, New York, was. Uh, Pretty awesome, especially when he started beating the crap out of a guy right in front of us in the corner. Okay, yeah, that's I can I could see how sure. And impressively, again, the crowd was hot when he does his whole intro with that anime song and the and the vocal break kicks in and like the crowd's supposed to sing it. They, they did. Buffalo's a pretty hot town. Cool. But uh, good job, Buffalo wrestling fans. <laughs> I'm I am impressed. All right. Takes a lot to get me to say that. 
Carl, what is your favorite food to cook? Can you make for me? Mm. Whereas I'm not as culinarily diverse as my co-host here, I would say favorite food to cook. I like grilling. You are a grill connoisseur. I do like to grill, so probably grilling a good steak. And sure, if you provide the steak, I will <laughs> make it for it doesn't cost me anything. All right. Um, now we move on to Mr. Alan Waiters. My headphones are screwing up left and right here. All right. Carl and Drew, since Defenders is done and Punisher is put on hold for now, it's not put on hold, it's just delayed, Alan. Mm-hmm. Would you guys prefer to do a Netflix series like Stranger Things or a Mystery Science Theater-style show where you critique bad movies such as G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra? I'm not watching that again. Fantastic <laughs> Four. Trolls 2, They Live, or Leprechaun in the Hood, with funny commentary from J.J. Alcimino. Well, I mean, we don't know what we're going to do. We've got some time to work with. We've got time. Um, I don't know if we could, if it times out where Punisher is going to be, you know, four, let's let's call it four weeks between, after uh, 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 Stranger Things. Yeah. That could time out well. We could do two episodes at a show. We, We could make it happen. Plus, you are going abroad. I am. Go- oh, God. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Th- things are going to get we dicey. Some, yeah, we got we some stuff to work out. We're going to have some fun for the next I couple forgot. months. I didn't forget, but yeah. I didn't take it into the, the schedule of the show account. I got gotcha. you. Mm. Carl, will you be picking up the new Flash series depicting Barry Allen versus Wally West? Why do you think... Who do you think is the best Flash and why? Um, I current I'm not currently picking up the new Fifty Two Flash. I was I dropped it simply for uh, money reasons. Not that it was bad. I think it was good. It's just uh, trying to streamline the budget. Um, so I probably won't be picking that up. Uh, my Flash has always been Barry Allen. Just because, like, going back to the original TV show and the current TV show, which is awesome. So, yeah. Hmm. There's that. Drew. Hi. You still haven't seen Wonder Woman. And no. It's not <laughs> fair to... It's not fair to Jay to shame him into watching Casino when you still didn't see Wonder Woman. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish. Let me Wait finish. When will you see it? If it's good, will you admit that all DC comic books are not Zack Snyder dumpster fires? I never said DC comic books are dumpster, all dumpster fires. The movies. I'm sure he meant DC okay. comic book movies. <laughs> well, yeah, one, he said movie. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. one out of whatever is still not good odds. <laughs> well, in fairness to me. Okay. Casino's been out since what? 1995? Long time. All right. When I reach that level of like, you know, not seeing this movie, then then you can throw stones at me, sir. Yeah, I'll get around to it. I I was gonna go to the theater. Schedule didn't allow it. Now it's yeah. out of the theater. It's gonna be on Blu-ray in like a week. So it's on Blu-ray now. Is it really? Yeah. There you go. I'll figure it out. I'll I'll see it. And does Alan remind us the Spider-Man Homecoming hit disc today? I will make a point to go get that. You have to pick that up. So yeah. Okay. Right. Thank Alan, you, Alan. Thanks. Appreciate it as always. So that closes the cross-examination, and now we're going to get into the case files. But before we do, folks, we got a treat for you. We have a guest in the courthouse this week. We are joined by friend, 
Synthaholics podcast co-host, comic book creator, and all-around righteous dude, Mr. Aaron O'Brien. Aaron, welcome to the courthouse. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we we appreciate you being here, sir. Uh, You being well-versed in the world of comics and whatnot, we figured we would bring you in on our news section so you can share your opinions, and then we're going to talk to you about your projects you got going on. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Let's start out with... We got a whole bunch of new trailers. Second week in a row, a bunch of trailers. Okay. Let's just go in order of where they dropped. Stranger Things 2. Ah, so this is not going to be the order of excitement level. So No. Okay. <laughs> All the, now, if we flip the first and the second movie, because I think you're most excited about Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, correction. Yep, yeah. Correction. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. So, Stranger Things 2 hit. They are clearly ratcheting up this season. A uh, big monster in the sky. Big Cthulhu monster. Yeah. Okay. So what did you guys think? I, it looks interesting to me. I, I love the first you know season, so I'm just I'm in for whatever they have, because I think they nailed that, that series perfectly. Yeah. I thought the trailer looked uh, pretty incredible, actually. Like, like you said, they're ratcheting things up. So it's not it's 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 more stranger things. But the stakes look way bigger and higher. So yes. like they're getting that big sequel budget, it looks like. But you couldn't you couldn't do what they did before. I mean I guess you could, but it was such it was so it was like a small town, you had this small little yeah. like thing going on. Yeah. You know, you couldn't go back to that. They like, hadn't earned it yet. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do the big apocalyptic thing or anything. Not the first it. time around. But. No, it would that'd be too much, sure. you know. It's like this is my problem always with uh, the Superman uh, movie, uh, the, the the first one with uh, Cavell or Carmen. Man of Steel. Man of Steel, right? Uh, you can't go against General Zod right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. that's too big. It's too big. Yeah. It's too big. Let's get a little small story. You got to do the small story and then work up to the big story. Sure, that's sure. what you got to do. So, can I call shenanigans about one thing in the trailer? Debatable. What is it? I uh, I I think it's safe to say that we are all children of that. That mm-hmm. time sure, era, absolutely. the three of us. Yeah. I'm a little younger than you guys, but that, yeah. yeah. But yeah. not by like a decade. No, God, no. Yeah. I was, I'm born in bred 80s, man. Um, as, as Drew will, will tell anyone, as I will freely admit, I was a spoiled, rotten little kid. Yes, I had you were. every toy imaginable as a child. I did not, nor did I know anyone with a movie-accurate Ghostbusters jumpsuit and proton pack well the proton packs are are homemade pastiche but the jumpsuits are very uh weren't the jumpsuits just like a service suit but gray yeah but i mean obviously put the patches i was a kid i didn't have access to that well especially at least in my size i mean right 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 right. did they make those in kid sizes back then yeah maybe in china (laughs) 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 um well, I mean, obviously, certain things are uh, cinematic, yeah. you know, to, you know, get into stuff. Yeah, it's a shorthand card. Yeah. We'll, uh, other we'll, than that. We'll forgive it. Other than that, looks incredible. Um, rumor has it this show's going to run for four seasons. Really? Okay. Wow. So. I did not hear this. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not like official and where I saw it is not. I've, it's one of those websites you've never seen before, so who knows. But they do just go for four seasons. 
it's probably safe to say they've got their story plotted out. I would hope, lest we get into a lost scenario. Yeah, yeah I was going to say J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how to end anything. And Good thing he's in charge of the next Star Wars movie. I, don't get me started, because <laughs> he already did wonderful things for Star Trek. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Into Darkness was a good Star don't. Wars movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> half of it, maybe. Yeah, the first half. The first and then the half. Last half was garbage. I said it was a good Star Wars movie. Oh, 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 oh. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but this, the trailer looks fantastic. Can't wait to see where they go with the story. I want more of the soundtrack, too. Yes. I need my synth wave. Eleven's back. She's got curly hair now. It's weird. So, cool. It's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a, it's, it feels weird. A little off-putting. You're like, okay, sure. Okay. The question is, could they, could, now that she's a known quantity, could they convince her to shave her head again? Yeah, I mean, like, she kind of no. looks like the Edith Bunker look or something, guys. <laughs> it's not really working for me. I'm not sure. Oh, Archie. Archie, I don't You know. got any angles, Archie? Edith. <laughs> okay, so, moving on from Stranger Things, but surprisingly enough, staying in the same genre? Mm. The trailer for New Mutants dropped this week. Now we were all doing, you know, we all knew they were doing a New Mutants movie, and we yeah. were just kind of like, okay, sure. sure. Um, but the trailer dropped, and it's it looks like straight up suspense thriller slash horror film. It looks like what they pass off as a suspense thriller horror film in these. Well, if times. you're going to put in a genre, but what would you think? What were it? It's a surprise choice. I didn't see that coming. Um, then again, in hindsight, it's kind of like, well, if your core franchise is about young teens in a school and your new mutants team is about mm-hmm. young teens in a school, right. what's the point? So yeah. in hindsight, it's like, okay, well, they're going to do something different. I always wonder what the point of new mutants were anyways. I mean, well, by then, the X Factor had grown up and you had a new team of X-Men. Yeah, but you're yeah. Like, yeah, cannonball. <laughs> What a weird cipher. I mean, I, I hear you. You know, strange things. Warlock was probably the best of all. But yeah. He certainly looked cool. He was fun. Yeah. They got, I think this one is. Uh, Will he be in this show? I don't Cannonball's know. Cannonball's in it. movie? Cannonball's in Cannonball's it? Cannonball's in it. Wolfsbane. Okay. Uh, Magic. I didn't see Wolfsbane in the trailer, but okay. Uh, Moonstar. Okay. Uh, Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who was the white doctor. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's probably um, catch more for that. But I don't have much of a reaction. I, I don't know. Like, I guess you got to do something different. But I mean, this, this, when you think X Men, do you think like we're gonna make a horror movie? Like, what? I, so oh, I think, okay. I think Fox looked at it and went, okay, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, more or less panned critically. Yeah. Uh, Days of but Future the Past ones- was Days of Future Past was pretty well received. Mm. Reasonably well received. Okay, More, better than Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, Apocalypse didn't do well. Um, Deadpool Logan, much more well received, both by audiences and critics, because they were doing something different. Deadpool was like meta comedy, and Logan was essentially a road trip western. <laughs> so, so they're kind of getting into the the frame of mind where okay, we don't necessarily have to do a straight up. Su- air quote superhero flick yeah we can go into different areas and i i'm okay with that because as much as you and i weren't as over the moon about logan that everyone else was we still liked it i did like it yeah 
Um, it's an interesting idea to kind of play with genre within genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I guess Seb is more surprised than anything. I'm not necessarily excited or anything. You know, it looked like a horror movie trailer. So lots of quiet, rah, the, yeah. the big Bram squeal jump scare Who, thing. And Who's the big bad for this one? Don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Although, who, who would be the big bad? Is magical? Well, they've uh, got you've got um, Ileana Rasputin in it. Okay. So if she's still learning to use her powers and whatnot, she can open a gate to hell and forget to close it. Which, Oops. Whoops. My Sorry. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it got me someone interested in the movie i had no interest in whatsoever so what i mean aaron are you i you know i never really got into the new mutants i my issue is back in the 90s when the x-men just got a glut i turned off yeah i i was into like the 80s um x-men and chris claremont yeah and all that stuff and it was it was cool it was cool and then like early 90s it was pretty good and then all of a sudden just just got too much yeah and and i feel you know like um, it's gotten, I think, better since then. I, I don't keep up with the title now, but it just there were too many X books. Oh yeah, and uh, New Mutants was just like such low on my, you know, like I, I just was not interested. And uh, you know, it, it, this comes out, and I'm like, yeah, did, did anybody ask for this movie? You know, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> you're gonna get it because they want to keep those X Men rights forever. Yeah. Well. But they can, because they can just keep on doing X-Men movies. Yeah, I'm okay with them keeping the X-Men rights, because I think if X-Men reverted back to Marvel, it'd be such a mess to try and fit Well, somebody put out to me a long time ago and says, you know, that, you know, obviously they butcher Fantastic Four, but they have the Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Marvel with the Disney side. Um, you're just getting more movies, because they're all looking to... Now, whether they're yeah. true to it or not, that's a totally different story, but, you know... Well... It's kind of smart, though, on Fox's part to diversify it because, yes, we're going to keep getting X-Men movies, but would you almost say it's they're hedging a little bit? Because what if, like we said, Apocalypse didn't do gangbusters, right? It was just kind of whatever. Yeah, it was... Okay, well... It made enough money for them to make another X-Men movie. So what if Dark Phoenix? Is that the next one? Yes. Dark, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they're going to do that justice. What if that kind of bombs, too? Like, they might have to put the X-Men to bed for a little while, but, but now they've got these other little... they got Deadpool yeah. and X-Force running around, and they got yep. this new mutants thing happening. They can kind of... I'd be know, okay if they wanted to put X-Men to bed for a little while. Like, frankly, I think the X-Men are way past their bedtime, cinematically. <laughs> yeah. And they're getting, they're getting a little cranky and stomping their feet around, so... I, my issue is more of just... All these movies, why do they keep on going away from the source material and say, we got a better idea. Hollywood. It's, yeah, it's so retarded. And you're just like, please stop. You know, it's, it's like, we loved it for a reason. And there is a reason why it's great. Oh yeah. Now maybe you can streamline it. Cause some of those, you know, like the dark Phoenix saga goes, you know, I don't know how many issues it was like, you know, 10 issues or more, you know, where she kept on getting worse and worse. And well, worse. it built up to the actual saga. And right. I don't see them but. planet hopping in this. No, they're not going to go with the Shiara. And uh, yeah, I think uh, you just see like because Fox and the X-Men movies are an example of how superhero films were made prior to 2008. Mm -hmm. Then Marvel comes along 
forms their own studio, does Iron Man, right. sticks to the source material. Right. Like you said, streamlines it a little bit, modernizes it a little bit. Sure. They kept the core intact, though. And you see how it works. So, okay. I mean, these are not characters that are near and dear to my heart. So if you're going to tweak them and whatnot a little bit, like you change one little thing about Spider-Man, I'm going to freak out. If yes, you change yes, like, you will. six little things about Wolfman, I'm going to be like, okay, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, so. the biggest, and it's not, I mean, it's the Fantastic Four movies have just been abysmal. Oh. And I just, I don't understand how they can keep screwing that up. And everyone just goes, why? Why do you do this? Why? There's Cause, no point. Because they have it, and they're going to they're gonna try, uh, and they're going to keep trying to make money on it. But me and Carl have discussed this a bit, and... I think Fox is at the point where they, well, the audience is certainly at a point where we want the Fantastic Four movie that we deserve. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Fox can say that they're going to make a Fantastic Four movie, but that doesn't mean we want their Fantastic Four (laughs) movie. So I think they might be at a point now where they realize we can't make one. The bridge is torched. The only way this gets any sort of like anticipation is if we put it, give it, just give it back. Just the act of giving it back is going to get the audience on board like that. Right. Just give me a movie with Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Girl, Thing, and Herbie, and we'll be all good. Uh, with Herbie? Sure. <laughs> Don't sure. you remember the old I cartoon? know. I remember Herbie, but why not at the fan, or, uh, Human Torch? Well, that was, that was the joke. I know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, we, we, we've also theorized, um, and it's been kind of bandied about in the on, online a lot. All these all these X Men TV shows that are happening right now, mm-hmm. for years, that's been a big no no with Marvel hmm. and Fox. Now we're all of a sudden we're getting like two and three of them. Right. Okay. What happened? Was there a little deal behind yeah. the scenes that we don't know about where Marvel said, "Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll let you do those TV shows. Mm-hmm. Give us something back." Okay. So what did they get back? Oh, right, right. So maybe they got some rights to put some of their stuff. So here I am, crossing fingers, and Marvel said, you you can do all the X-Men shows you want. Give us the Fantastic Four back, and we're square. That's uh, that's our hope. Yeah. And if not, there's no justice like angry mob justice. (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll get to later on in the show, ironically enough. (laughs) But before we do, let's uh, let's leave. This show does not endorse angry mob justice. Unless it gets results, (laughs) which it will. will. (laughs) Right, right. Let's leave the world of meh and enter the world of yes. I don't think you're doing it justice, sir. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's just say a new Black Panther trailer arrived. And I think you said it best. Just when you think you've seen everything that Marvel can show you, yeah, here's Wakanda. Uh, honestly, like you know, we all kind of are hip to the Marvel formula, and, yeah. And even though they still managed to throw out some stuff to us and surprise, like you know, uh, after Age of Ultron, we were all kind of like, you know, it was good, but it wasn't exactly. What we, I liked it. It, it was no, it was good, but it right. wasn't. What we really hope for. You wanted then it to be it was, bigger or something more like at the... I don't know. There there were holes in that movie there were that some, I, I thought right. they could have done a little bit better. Yeah. There were, it the had, problem had, is now nowadays with the, the age of movies we're living in, getting bigger always isn't enough. Oh, right. right. But sometimes but, bigger is not even better either. Yeah. So... But it's still, like... So we had the... You know, right after we had the little kind of like post-Avengers Age of Ultron, like, well, it was good, but Marvel might be showing the, the kinks in the armor. Then we get Civil War, and it's like, Spider-Man! And we all lose our minds. Because, yeah. you know, so... And I thought, okay, that's... 
So they still got it, but we still kind of know that the the formula. Then this comes out. This black tra- this Black Panther trailer. That's my head exploding. Yeah. What it's was just, that? Besides incredible looking. That is yeah. amazing. I was literally like jaw agape watching that trailer. It looks ridiculous in all the best ways. Is it is it just me or are the lesser known publicly lesser known Marvel characters the ones that are getting the best films? I think so because in some ways um you can just have fun with it and not have the expectations. Like, notice they have not done another Hulk movie. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, that's there's, gonna be, right, there's, there's rights, rights issues with Universal. But still, it's like, you yeah. know, uh, there's, I don't know, whatever, but it's just one of those things that you're like, I think there's such high expectations on some of the bigger characters. If you can go to a Black Panther, you know, yes, the fan base knows it, but like, yeah. The, the, the the core of Marvel doesn't know it, yeah, yeah, or not well enough to say anything about it. So, uh, I think they have a little more freedom. Guardians, for example, oh, Guardians, yeah. perfect example, <laughs> blew up like like a, who like would bananas. have thought the Guardians would have been because that was such a like a, the comic was very niche. Yeah, like I read some of this again. It was the Annihilation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Annihilation, the event. Uh, yeah, the event was great. I loved all that stuff. So that was awesome. I mean, the older. Guardians was a little uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the the 90s one and yeah I remember when they announced Guardians a bunch of us were standing around a shop and you just like we were why? just like such a what why them I mean, and not yeah. all these other characters that we all love and then Guardians came out we're like okay Marvel you have carte blanche <laughs> yeah do whatever you like here's here's my wallet just take what you want yep it's, it's fine yeah Black Panther dude is like a whole different beast than everything we've seen from yeah it, it looks so cool in every way it looks um, like it just looks cool wakanda looks cool the costumes are cool yep. the setting is cool the characters look cool the cast looks cool it's just like i was floored by that trailer i'm my, my hype level is very high yes Aaron, what were your thoughts on the trailer uh pretty much the same thing i just uh i all the characters and the um uh, like the African-looking motif going on is just awesome. It's so unique. Yeah, like, you can't... You've never seen anything like that no, before. No, I don't think we're ever going to see anything like this, you know, for a long time. I mean, obviously, they make another Black Panther movie. Sure. We'll it, but uh, it's so... It's that you have this like kind of like high-tech society that's hidden, but they still have the cultural uh, things, you know, of, of the African people of different, you know, sections of Africa. It's, it looks fantastic. And... Um, I just think it's going to be wonderful, and I think um, a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with this character because I don't think a lot of people know about this character. They're they're about to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's. I think we're going to see a huge resurgence of, or not resurgence, but we're just going to see a lot of people wearing Black Panther T-shirts and sh- stuff. Like that's that, so. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, to see that. It's super exciting, man. I, and like I said on Facebook today, like I'm so I'm amped up for it. Just it looks so unique, <laughs> and like. Marvel is going to give you this visionary – I'll call it visionary because, again, I've never seen anything yeah. like it before. This diverse visionary thing and, like, you're never going to get that out of Warner Brothers in DC. It's not going to happen. It's I, yeah, Paradise I'll, Island. I'm so unconvinced <laughs> that you're ever going to get something like this out of out of The them. island of Lesbos. I'll, I'll, never, <laughs> I'll never say never. I, I will say extremely unlikely. 
Yeah. You would get this. It would take a major shakeup of decision makers and a major reboot from Warren Bros to get this level of creativity from the DC brand. And I just, like I said, I'll never say never, but. It just looks so unlike anything else. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and that's rare these days where we've seen everything. Yeah. And it's, somehow it's it looks fresh and new and, and really just, like I said, super cool. It just yeah. looks super cool. So, so I, yeah. I'm excited. That Can't wait for is that. their May film. Their, you know, this- I out of out of all the things I, I was peering over on the trailer, the release date kind of flew over my head. I, I have no idea. They, I don't think they did. They say I don't remember, but that it was one of those things where you see it too. You're just uh, um, you wonder where they're going to take the story because was that uh, was that um, who's the the leaper? Um, I forgot his Batrock. name. Batroc. Batroc. Was that him? Because yeah. I was pretty sure George it was St. Pierre. Him. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, so I thought that was him. Uh, like, So obviously he's a villain, but who else do they have as the as the villain for well, that? Well, they've, they've got... Um, oh, I mean in Black Panther? Yeah. You're thinking of Claw. Oh, is it Claw? Okay. Claw. Yeah, Claw. That Ulysses makes sense. Claw. That makes sense. Yeah, he was, he was in... Um, Minus an arm since Age of Ultron. Yeah, he was in Age of Ultron. But he does have the Sonic Blaster hand now. Right, yes. okay, right, right. Andy Serkis finally getting to play a role that doesn't require him to do motion capture, which... No, he's on screen here. Yeah, which I'm excited about, because dude's a really good actor, and he's finally getting shot. Um, then we've got uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Yep, yep. Um, as so, Alan says, he's getting some of that Fantastic Four stink off of him, but I, I think Creed kind of did yeah, that, did Creed, it not? Creed definitely did that. So um, it says here on IMDb is it's expected February sixteenth of two thousand eighteen. So I'm guessing wow. I'm guessing it's probably going to be their May film then, because they always have first weekend of May you get a Marvel film. And then lately they've been doing November, so it's probably going to be their May film. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan his his. The uh, sir, February 9th in the UK. So, February UK always gets stuff early. Well, then I would say March here. Oh, well, that'd be because Thor, Thor's out a month early out over there already. Yeah, um, yeah, Creed definitely washed Michael B. Jordan clean of the sins of Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> I still have PTSD from seeing that. I had to see that in theaters. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even see it. It was so bad. It no. was the worst comic book film ever made. I don't know. The worst? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I will watch. Superman 5 is pretty bad. Superman 5 is Braveheart compared to this. Wait, it's about 4? 4, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Braveheart compared to this. Oof. You have no idea. Okay. Wow. Like, okay. I'm telling you, man. Worse than Batman versus Superman? <laughs> I, I, you know, Batman versus Superman, it's, it wasn't a good movie, but at least you can watch it and just enjoy the visual effects of, you know... The spectacle of it all? Yeah, just fighting and stuff <laughs> I, like I that. Guess. The stories weren't... The story was like, meh, but, you know, whatever. There's some cool parts to it. Yeah, the you, fa- can't, you can't take away that they don't look good. I mean, they're fun oh, to yeah, watch. They, they look... They just suck. <laughs> they just, there's no heart to it. It you looks know? great, but it sucks. <laughs> well, that's what we're at the point where you can make anything really if you have right. enough money, make right. it look good. But right. you, it, if it's not, if it doesn't have a good story and you know heart behind it, it just there's nothing yeah. there. It's no soul. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic Four has no soul, no oh, heart, it's, it's no eyes, missing. no skin. <laughs> <laughs> Walking it's, skeleton. Yeah. It's a husk. Shambling through yeah. the graveyard. If if you hate someone, 
you might think twice before showing them this, but if you <laughs> properly want to torture them. Our government has stopped waterboarding prisoners. They just Let show me, them this now. Put this out there. Would I rather watch G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra or Fantastic Four? It's tough to say because you haven't seen Fantastic Four. No. So it's like trying to describe to you what hell is like. But see, <laughs> when you I mean, are you a there. huge G.I. Joe oh, fan? Oh, yes. yes. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Monstrous fan. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Fantastic Four and that probably holds a place in your heart. Indeed. So G.I. Rise of Cobra almost killed me. I've never seen any of the G.I. Joe. They just look so bad, so I just never bothered. Rise of Cobra almost. Trust that almost, instinct. Yeah, it almost killed me. And I, I mean, like, I've seen all the Transformer movies, but that's because uh. my son likes Transformers, and he likes schlock because he's, like, you know, nine years old. Yeah. So I'll just go, eh, whatever, you know, just as, turn as my much, brain off. As much as Drew loves classic G.I. Joe, that's how much I love classic Transformers. Yeah. I hate those well, films. I, I, to his credit, he watches more of the G1 stuff. The cartoon That's good. And like That's the movie good. and stuff like that. So he's I love in, G1 movie. Yeah, he, love, he loves all that stuff. But, of course, he likes yeah, the... Because yeah. it's, it's big robots yeah. Yeah. destroying things. Just Okay. Let's uh, <laughs> wash, wash some of that stink off. Last, last <laughs> news item, which actually just dropped today. Uh, Ron Howard put out the title of the, as of yet, unnamed... Um, Han Solo film. It is named now. It's simply called Solo, a Star Wars. (coughs) The poster will simply be a red cup. I've seen those jokes. I hope no one confuses it for the 1996 uh, Mario Van Peebles movie. Also, yo, that's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. or the third-rate Punisher Marvel character Solo. Wow, that's deep even for me. While he lives, (laughs) terror dies. Not even aware of this, but I. I've heard this movie's has been like a huge disaster, you know, like every people have yeah. been fired and people have been, you know, all sorts of like, I don't know how you can make this movie that messed up. I mean, here's, here's what we've kind of, the philosophy we've kind of come to on the show is that, uh, Star Wars films, Marvel films, we enjoy them. They're great. They're a lot of fun. They are not films that reflect directorial vision. Right. These are films that are largely produced by their parent companies with, again, the caveat, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that's straight up James Gunn through and through. So being that when the when Solo started shooting, it was under Lord Miller, the guys who had done the Lego movie and whatnot, and all the reports said that they were just making straight-up comedy, mm. which I want my Star Wars to have humorous moments in it. Mm. I don't want Star Wars to have comedy. I don't want Star Wars to be a comedy. Hmm. At least not with these characters. <laughs> yeah. But and there's also a funny uh, rumor going on about this film. We'll get to that moment. But let's talk about the title. It just feels underwhelming. I'm, uh, yeah, when I heard it, I was just like, well, I'm sure the film's going to be good. I I'm mean, not so sure of that. It, Ron it's, Ron Howard. it's Ron Howard. You can't, me- you got Cocoon Disney. Cocoon Returns? Disney, <laughs> Dis- Disney and Ron Howard. They're both, and Ron Howard, yeah. he rarely messes it up. This I is mean, true, but I mean, how much did he get to like remake the movie? Or I heard he reshot he- a shitload, like yeah. a lot. He's got well, um, directorial. Is he getting the credit for like credit, is his name yeah. on the movie? Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. I mean, let's just say that my expectations are very tempered for this. Yeah. Um, 
again, we'll have to wait till we obviously we see a trailer or something. I was kind of hoping they just called something like Scoundrels. That would be good because you got Hanzo and Landro Calrissian and the, the Kessel Run or something oh, like would, that. And you know, see, you gonna, guys, you guys could have just named this way better. Sure, the Kessel Run. Sure, we, we can. The stuff we've come up with on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Disney mean, should be. Yeah, we us. we've had some uh, we've had I, some real. Can I bring something up about Disney? And I, I I've said this before uh, publicly, but it's like I do worry with Marvel and Star Wars owned by Disney. Don't you worry that like uh, these precious franchises are getting kind of homogenized to a point where we might get not the voices we want to hear like sometimes yeah kind of you know like sometimes you know like things get sold as like bland and be like there's nothing really i mean uh, the Gar- te- guardians of the galaxy obviously was one that came out of like left field we had no idea sure. that was going to happen but you know i don't know like do you do you ever like think about that I, I really think about that a lot i definitely have that concern uh marvel seems to be affected a little less star wars i worry about and i don't know why that is but i just ha- i feel like the uh Mm, uniqueness of Star Wars uh, is kind of lost. And I say that as someone who enjoyed The Force Awakens. It it put the franchise back on the right track. But Rogue One, despite my initial, like, I only saw it once, and I don't want to see it again because I'm scared I'm going to tear it apart. I don't want to do that. But I'm not going to deny that it's really based it in nostalgia mm-hmm. and in the in stuff I recognize, albeit in a new context that we haven't seen before, yeah. but it's still relying on the old familiar imagery. One of my biggest fears about Last Jedi, despite the trailer looking great, is are they just going to redo Empire? And yeah, if they're just going to redo Empire, I then I, I'm... I said that like a show or two ago, I remember hearing that. But yeah, because that's the same thing. That's what thing. I mean. I'm scared that it's just like... Rehash. Right. They've, they've basically decided, you know what? We're not interested in telling you anything. We're not interested in doing anything really new groundish with or or having a message even that's right. like new. We're just right. going to rely on the old Star Wars tropes and we're going to say, "You know what? It's Star Wars. This is what Star Wars has always been about." As if it can't be about anything new. Right. Like, does it have anything new to say? Well, and I don't know if it will. Well, with me for Star Wars and I know you're a gigantic Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um I did enjoy The Force Awakens for a lot of things. I think J.J. Abrams has one unique talent, and it is to make you love the characters immediately. Absolutely. Everything about his character from, you know, when he does Lost and when he did, um, uh, not, I'm thinking Stranger Things, um, the other show that was like X-Files. Um, it'll come to me later. But uh, <laughs> And then uh, 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 was it the, the Spielberg one that he did? Um, uh, Super 8. Super 8. All those characters were fantastic. Every one of them, just like I like that. I like that character. I like. I want to know that character. And then he doesn't know how to end anything. Right. He's good he's at just, setting up. But yeah. Not a- yeah. So they were really good for having him there. I don't know how it's going to be for this next one, but uh, with Rogue One, visually beautiful movie, mm-hmm. awesome. I didn't care anything for the characters there was nothing about me go like i want that character to live and when they died i was sad for the robot yeah i was like the robot died i I liked liked him him. (laughs) bring him back that was my thing i mean everyone else was like yeah she died cannon fodder yeah whatever you know but i'm i have high hopes i hope they do great i want oh absolutely for me i don't so much have that fear of homogenization because we've seen obviously that they know what they're doing with marvel Mm mm-hmm 
Marvel is kind of setting the curve when it comes to superhero films and have been doing so since 2008. Um, like I said, even the weakest Marvel film is better than 90% of the superhero films that came out prior to 2008. Right. With Star Wars, um, I have loved Star Wars my entire life. And so far, I don't have any concerns over what Disney is doing. Because with Force Awakens, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who has been there from the beginning with Star Wars and has been had pretty much had a finger in pretty much everything we loved growing up. Um, she knows what Star Wars should be like. And her and, and JJ were smart enough to know that with Force Awakens, they needed to remind people why they love Star Wars. So they made a film that was, in a lot of ways, beat for beat the original Star Wars film. But they had sprinkled some new stuff in there enough to get us to be excited again and whatnot. And yes, there was a lot of, uh, to Drew's point, there was a lot of nostalgic uh, tips in Force Awakens. Rogue One, for me, is like my third favorite Star Wars film because it was the first film that focused on war. It was a gritty, it was grittier than Star Wars had ever been. It was, um, they showed you a story aside from the Skywalker saga that we knew there was a story there. We didn't know we wanted necessarily that story until they gave us that story. As far as to Drew's points of the iconography and things like all the iconic stuff that they showed storytelling makes sense that they would show that because it's, it's military. Yeah. You know, they have the X-Wing is like for us, this iconic ship, but it's also a military ship. So these things are produced en masse and used en masse. Um, the, the, a lot of the characters that were there that were in previous films, Governor Tarkin, the pilots that showed up, it makes sense for them to be there. We know Governor Tarkin was, or Grand Moff Tarkin was the commander of the Death Star, so it makes sense that at some point he takes over command of the Death Star. A battle that big, it makes sense for Gold Leader and Red Leader to be there because those are the premier squadrons of Rogue One, of the, the Rebel Alliance. So yes, there is that, they are putting that there because yes, we as the classic fans will kind of mark out over it, but it also makes sense for it to be there. And so I like the like I understand your point Aaron of what you were saying about the characters like we didn't have a chance to really get to like him. Yes, JJ is very talented in that aspect. He's very good at reminding you why you love the thing you loved mm-hmm. because I'm not sure where you fall on it, but I really enjoyed his first foray into Star Trek. I thought he did a good good job of that. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good for the most part. And, and again, it was reminding people why Mm-hmm. They like those characters. Yeah. And so I'm not so much concerned about Star Wars until they... It's it's like with Marvel. I'm not concerned about Marvel until you give me a reason to be concerned. Now, I had some gripes with Spider-Man, but they weren't major gripes. And it's because of my all-time favorite character that I've grown up loving. So it's like you change one little thing about it. It's like when, you know, they made a a new G.I. Joe movie that was very faithful to his horse material, but there were little little nitpicky things here and there. You, you'd probably feel the same way about it. Still love the movie, still enjoy it, but there was the little nitpicky things about it. But Disney has not given me any reason to think that they don't know how to do Marvel films or Star Wars films. 
So I'm. They clearly know what they're doing, but I think the bigger pick, the bigger point that we were trying to make was: do we worry about them becoming bland and yeah. and boring? Are they just going to hash out? Just keep slinging out. When Star are we going to get bored? When is when is fatigue going to set? Well, in? the same thing with Marvel. I mean, they're doing great now, but like in another five years, will they still be great? That's the what you yeah. got to start working. It's what I've always yeah. said. Like I think after they finish up the Infinity stuff, they're doing Where over the next two Avenger there? films. You know, put it on the shelf. Yeah. For a little while, yeah. Absence well, makes the heart grow fonder. It is Disney, and they do like to do that with their animated movies. Like they put them, yeah. They, they take them out of circulation for yeah. years, and they put them back out. Well, like no, but now their new thing is we're not going to put out the animated film. We're just going to make a live action version of the animated. Yeah, film true. So, but I think safe say we're all going to go see. The Han Solo film. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And the, I want it to be ti- great. Yeah, the, it we great. want it to be good. The title is underwhelming. It's a it's a title. It's a title. Sure. It's Should have just called it Scoundrels. Or something. I like Kessel Run. That was a good one. Nerf, yeah. nerf Herders. Lando and his Colt 45. <laughs> 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 just call it that. All right. So that brings our news to close for this week. Now, Aaron. Yeah. You are here. Let's talk to you about you. Let's talk to you about what you going on, sir. What do you, I have going you've on? You've got you you are multi talented. You've you've always got interesting projects going on. So what what are you coming to us with this week? I have a uh currently putting out a Kickstarter for my uh graphic novel, soon to be graphic novel, um Return to Snakeland. It's uh based uh here in uh the story is based off urban legend here in uh the Buffalo area. Okay. Uh, we've changed a lot of the names and places just because we don't want, uh, people to, um, to know some of the people that have actually been uh, affected by these stories. Uh, this is written not by myself, but it's written by, uh, my friend Jason Gusman. And, uh, he was writing this in a, in a blog and I just really loved his writing. So I went to start, I did some fan art. I just, I drew, three pages of comic and I just, you know, sent it to him. I was like, Hey, really like this stuff. Um, I hope you like my fan art. And he was like, Oh, maybe you could do more, you know? So I did a yeah. chapter and I did more and more and more. So I've done, uh, two books and, uh, I've got, um, uh, about an extra 20 some pages more already illustrated. And, uh, the books thing, cause we've been doing it so indie for a while. Uh, it's, it's getting to a point where it's too expensive to just put out a book by itself. Uh, so it's better just, to, we figured just to put out like a, a graphic novel collection. So it's going to be, I think around 80 pages, maybe just shy of that. And, uh, it's basically telling his story of that time period of, uh, the eighties based around a, a literal place called snake land where kids went to party uh, and they would do drugs and drink, and uh, unfortunately, uh, so people died there as well. And the effects of that uh, of my my friend and writer Jason Gusman, and how how that affected him and the community around him as well. So, but it's uh, but that's that's the gist of the story itself. And it's like I said, it's all based on reality. And there's a lot of different ins and outs on that story too. So, which we get into. When's the uh, Kickstarter going live, or is it live? It is live. Yeah, we we've been live. Uh, it ends uh, October thirty first. We have actually just uh, we met our goal. Oh, nice! Uh, so we're working on uh, doing stretch goals. Killer! You know, so I I did not expect it was going to meet goal that fast. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we we've got uh, obviously the um, 
tiers of you can get the actual uh, graphic novel. We have T-shirts, we have stickers, and um, we're going to have and posters. But we're going to come up with some more stuff for our uh, stretch goals as well. So cool. Yeah, yeah it's 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 going to be. It's, I think it's going to be a unique story that. Um, it's not a typical comic. It doesn't have a linear time. It's more of like yeah. reading somebody's diary and uh, and their reflections back at a time, back in the 80s, and, uh, you know, what it was like growing up in that time period. Nice. So. Cool. Definitely uh, get in with that because we're all, like I mentioned, from Born that and time bred. period. So. Is this your first Kickstarter experience? This is or? my first, yeah. I've never done Kickstarter before. So this is – it's it's interesting. I uh, – I, there's a lot um, I didn't know about, um, but it's it's uh, pretty straightforward. If you don't, f- if it's not funded, it doesn't go through, kind right. of thing. Right. So, yeah. um, but you, it's like you have to promote it a lot, and you have to be there to you know keep on getting people to reminding be, people totally keep your eyes on it and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I was very surprised that we we funded it within the two weeks that's been up. So, wow, it's like, awesome. That's great. Yeah. So when's the uh, the product expected to ship? I believe we'll have to be everything has to be done by January, so we start sending out uh, you know all our you know um, uh, bonus gifts and and the book itself. Nice. So uh, probably by uh, December January we'll have the book completed. So awesome! Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's my first graphic novel, so um, you know I've done. You know, tons of comic book work before, but this is my first guy. You know that I've illustrated everything. So. Cool, awesome. Yeah, it's fun. If um, if you have some preview pages, send them to us, and we'll definitely get them up on our yeah. our sites yeah. and whatnot. And yeah. Send us a link for the Kickstarter, so if people want to get in on the stretch goals, we can make that available to them as well. Yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be pretty fun. So um, yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. Obviously, uh, you mentioned I do the Synthaholics uh, podcast as well. Yes. So give we, us give us the, the heads up on that. What's what's what is Synthaholics about? We're a bunch of drunks. Uh, <laughs> we're no, uh, we we usually have a couple drinks and we review uh, uh, any given Star Trek. Um, you know, episode. So you're drinking Romulan ale in that case. Uh, Romulan ale. <laughs> My bones, you know, this is illegal. Um, but we're doing discovery right now because it's new mm-hmm. and it's the hot thing right now. So uh, we're pretty amped up about it. So it's it's been fun. So we're on episode five. We just released our episode five um, uh, episode just a sec or today or the other day. I can't remember. <laughs> what are uh, obviously don't want you to give away your show on our show, but what are, what are your thoughts on discovery? You know, um, I think I remember you guys were talking about discovery when it first came out the premiere. Uh, I think your assessment in some ways was right that it seemed off, and we had the yeah. same we had the same feeling about it. We, our worry was this: is that um, we do want to see more Star Trek. Yes, and uh, we're worried that this paywall for CBS All Access is yeah. is just stupid. Yeah, um, I heard. I heard. A, I can't remember what podcast I heard on. I heard a good phrase for it: they're geek baiting. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Because know. because CBS, we're not their demographic. You know, my mother, yes. who watches CSI, yeah, CSI, and all that, schlock. is their demographic. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's weird. Then, like, so they're geek baiting. <laughs> I like that term. Um, but 
like, are they hoping that the people who tune in for Trek are going to hang around for whatever crappy that's what I, network no, I programming they're, they're that they like, have on, the, on their You want service? it that bad that you would go and get... I mean, like, yeah. let's face most people get HBO for Game of Thrones. Sure. You know, maybe there's a couple other shows yeah. that you want to watch, but it's Vice probably... Principles. Documentaries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that that being said, is like I think they're, they're trying to launch this platform. They realize they have uh, a franchise that could do well. Yeah, uh, here's the. This is the kick in the ass, and is this that, is the first truck we've had on TV in like f- over a decade. Yeah, it's been twelve to fifteen years. Enterprise, since, was Enterprise, the last. yeah, <clears throat> which was un- unceremoniously shut down, even though the fans actually were giving money before <laughs> there before there was <laughs> they were kickstarting before oh, my God. they literally were giving the studio money, just Jeez. sending money for it to keep Enterprise, but they said, "Nah, we don't want your money." <laughs> Anyways, uh, so CBS uh, put this up, and uh, I think what they want to do is uh, probably have a more robust online presence for a service, but I don't think this is going to be um, – I don't think it's tenable. And the, like I said, the kick in the ass is that everywhere besides U.S. and Canada, uh, these this, this show is on Netflix. So us North mm-hmm. Americans have to pay it. Yeah, it just chaps your ass. You're just like, oh, you bastards, you greedy, greedy bastards. So that's that's the thing that really gets you. So, but that being said, you you were bringing out that it didn't feel like Star Trek quite a bit. Uh, it felt a little off. We agreed. We saw the first episode, and we were like, oh, this is not going to get people to say, I, you know, boop, 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 give me CBS All Access. I sure. really, I'll pay anything for this, you know. It wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't, wasn't that that great, okay. you know. And, and in the world of Game of Thrones and all the other awesome TV shows out there where you have to subscribe, you know, you better be... Put your best foot forward. Yeah, it's got to be awesome. Now, yeah. agreed, it was a visually beautiful show. I mean, it's very, very nice to see. Uh, the first two episodes... Pretty good, not great. Third episode was amazing. It oh, so they, were, they were holding out. <laughs> it changed my whole opinion because I was like, uh, and I, you know, we we're pretty we're critical. Like we get into it, yeah. we we definitely pick things apart. Like, well, why did that happen, or why did this happen, or that doesn't make any sense. So, first two episodes, I was like, mm, it's good, but not great. I don't know. And then, th- you know, third one was just amazing, and each one has been pretty darn good. So, uh, so now and, is, it, is it still very action driven? Um, there's action in it, but it's not complete action. Okay. Um, I think they were trying to get people's attention. That was kind of the, the and like you were, the- yeah, like you were saying with the JJ reboots for for the movies. You know, I think they're just trying to get kids to know the 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 franchise because I think you know, yeah, I could no, I could see that. I could see nobody that. watch Enterprise. Uh, Voyager actually has a strange following that people. A I lot liked. Of, I liked I, Voyager. I did not like Voyager, but Voyager I saw, was I not saw my that thing. Uh, on Netflix. It, it has like the highest ratings of any Star Trek show on Netflix. I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense because you know, I watched. You know why? Voyager. Because I, I think because not a lot of people watched it the first time around. A lot of people watch Next Generation DS9. Maybe that's it. And then they're like, you know, I never watched it. Let me give this a shot. It doesn't really, I mean, it's not bad. It's not terrible. You don't go like, oh, this is like, you know, the worst garbage. But it's like, there's just the stories are just like, eh, it's not that great of a story. You know, when you watch Star Trek, you want to be like, wow, that was a great story. You know, you watch a yeah. next generation and we're like, boy, that was. F- 
<laughs> you know, it's just like you're like walking away, like, man, that was really cool how he did that, or that, you know, it's the moral dilemmas they come into, yep. and all those were the great, those are the great stories. Uh, I don't think Voyager, I Voyager did touch on things, but not enough, and some of the stuff was the science was really crappy. You know, <laughs> they were just like, it's because of science. You know, <laughs> so Discovery. Then what's the deal? Then is it, where is it falling? Because some of the stuff I'm reading is like it's kind of a bleak Star Trek. It is which a little is more bleak. Not it's what we really associate with it's Star strange. Trek. It's strange. It's it is strange. This is where I I I grew up. You know, first watching the original series, and then I went into the Next Gen when that came out, and I you know followed everything, went along with it. But um, I do have that idea that you want you know do you want to explore? You want to you know a little action, but it doesn't have to be over the top. Right, action. right, right. Uh, and it, come away with a philosophy of like, yes, we should be better people for this reason or that reason. Yeah. Discovery obviously takes place during war, and I mean, war is not going to be fun no matter what. But right. there are moments where you you know it doesn't give you the moral quandaries that not yet at least. But I think they're connecting a lot of dots. Um, but that's questionable too. We have we theorize on so much <laughs> stuff because you got fifty fifty years of 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 canon. Yeah. And uh, some of it makes sense, some of it does not make sense, you know. So we're trying to make sense of all of it. And if it if it's just like, oh, they were just having fun with it, like the Klingons don't look like Klingons, yeah. Um, but I mean, you what are you going to hang on to everything from way before? I mean, Christopher Lloyd was an awesome Klingon, but you know, is it time to change them? I don't know. I don't know. Like. Yeah, I, I, I get I get hung up there because the next generation expanded on the Klingon oh, culture they did so, so much, good. yeah. That yeah. like, so you're gonna throw all that out in favor of this? Like, I don't know if they're completely throwing everything out. I think they're just revamping the look. I, yeah, I, we had a look though. I, I know, I liked I know, it. I know. I, a lot of people did, and you're not alone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was iconic, really. You I, know? We're gonna some of the the topic that we're gonna talk about as well. Um, the Star Trek world definitely is fighting each other the fandom is ridiculous like i i feel you could have gone back to the klingon look from the original series polished it yeah made it like just find a hybrid between original series and and next generation because the, again there's like everybody's the episode of deep space nine that everybody's pointing to where they go back in time to trouble right. triples episode and Worf says that something happened that caused the change and well in enterprise they explain it all Oh. Yeah, it was a virus. It was a oh, virus okay. because of uh, they tried to steal like the Kanunian Singh's augmented, uh, super amped up super soldier uh, thing. They were trying to inject that into the Klingons' DNA, and they got a virus, and they all are dying. And so he fused uh, Jonathan Archer, the captain of the Enterprise, fused his uh, you know his DNA, and it all made their ridges go away for a generation though right? like, yeah. it would take generations to breed out which is why next generation they're back to back to normal, normal. yeah which it's makes the sense. best explanation in the world but it's an explanation meanwhile on discovery discovery we have... just it's whatever yeah sure well people also go like well the tech looks way too advanced and you know compared to when you go to yeah, uh, the the original cage with christopher pike right as captain. right right yeah 
I'm willing to let that go because, like, it's you can't the 60s. go back. It's, it's the like, '60s. You're not going to so, do yeah. Batman with Adam West again. I mean, it's like, <laughs> or can we? Do well, that? you well, could. Now the man's no longer with us. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but you couldn't remake Batman in that vein. Yeah, again. right, right. I right, mean, you right. could just for fun, but there, you know, you got the Christopher Nolan and yeah. that kind of Batman yeah. now. So, I mean, I do worry that you know everything's got to be dark and got to be like foreboding and stuff like that why can't Certainly we according to warner brothers dc <laughs> films it has to be i don't understand that either and i hope this after they get out of this story arc with the war with the klingons it'll maybe if there's a second season they say they've been funded for a second season but there haven't been greenlit for a second yeah. season mm. so we don't know it's like i've always said i i want i want my star trek to be about concepts and philosophies and yeah. exploration I want explosions and laser fights. I've got Star Wars for that. I say that, and then ironically, my favorite Star Trek show is Deep Space Nine, which was largely a part about a war. Yeah, yeah. So and Cisco bent the rules quite a bit. Oh yeah, compared to any of the other captains, you know, like or well, he was command. Well, he turned yeah. captain. Kirk. Kirk bent things, but he never would go against. Like if you watch Pale Moonlight, Deep Space Nine, he goes. Cisco breaks all the rules to get the Romulans to start the war with the Dominion. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And oh, that was that's, such a great episode. Which, you know, like Picard, Kirk, I don't know if they would go that far. No, 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 no. You know? But, yeah, my favorite Star Trek episodes are the ones that don't even necessarily have any action. It's just concepts and right. execution. Right. Yeah. Dialogue and, and moral quandaries and, you know, a resolution. Right. I, I like that. Yeah. And it was all character-based, which is also... Another thing I look for in Star Trek. Right, right. Yep. So, so, yeah. all right. so, so. It's, it's 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 a difficult. It's difficult yeah. because I I'm hung up on that aspect as well because those are the things I love about Star Trek. But I I'm hung up that I do want to see good Star Trek and it's got to come. It's got to meet today's expectations. You know, it has to. So there's the Synthaholics podcast, and then um, I'm correct me if I get this name wrong. Numina. Numina Comics. Numina yeah. Comics. Yeah. Uh, it's something we've got working on the pike. I've, uh, it's going to be a web comic with, we have multiple stories going on and, uh, I've actually, I'm working on a story right now. It's part of the new minute comic, uh, called the jigsaw men. And, uh, it's going to be a web comic and I'm hoping to release soon on it. I've got a lot of, nice. I got a lot of work already put, I've yeah. tried to pad it. So I've got a lot already set up. Uh, so I don't have to worry about like, oh my god, I got to get another page out, you know. I I, so. gr- I grabbed the first collection you guys had. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. It was really good. I enjoyed everything in it. Yeah, so I'm going to be working on that uh, as as well with you know tying up everything for Snakeland. Uh, but yeah, that's my thing. And then uh, there's we've multiple stories we're going to try to put out, and I'm toying around with another like very short, uh, like maybe like a comic, like a little strip. Uh, thing uh, for uh, a comic called uh, Olympus Punk, and it's about like a um, a pirate crew that has the capability to go back in different parts of time, and they keep on going and seeing punk shows. <laughs> uh, you know, so wow, and in the adventures and stupidity that uh, happen in nice. that. So that's cool. Uh, I can get behind that. Story. Yeah, yeah. So they go back to the seventies and go see like the Ramones and that's kind of neat pistols and that's a cool like that, idea so. I like that but that's just, I'm that's something else I'm working on yeah. along with everything but that's you know but the Jigsaw Men is, is more of a um, uh, it's it's two two guys and they're trying to solve a uh, uh, find a serial killer who's a demonologist and he's using victims to increase his magical powers his huh. dark magical cool. powers so yeah yeah 
So awesome. and it, it all takes place in the Buffalo area. So yeah, nice. Down with that. Yeah. More more Buffalo love. Yeah. I'm always down with. It. Yeah. We get. I I think we've got a lot of cool uh, comic book people creating in the Buffalo area. So I think there's yeah. a lot of cool stuff that's happening here. And I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see some real cool stuff that people have. I mean, people are already producing, but yep. I think we're going to see a way more. And it's going to be like, I think we're going to have like a renaissance of, of Buffalo creation of we, comic books. We've got a really good geek culture feel here in Buffalo. There's, yeah. good, there's a good community. Um, we've got a couple cons that go on every year. Uh, and we got a lot of networking. Like everybody seems to starting to know each other, yep. and, and everyone. I mean, I hopefully more people come into the fold too. So, which I feel is a good segue to our topic of conversation. Lucas, you're killing me. <laughs> That's the topic of conversation. Is Lucas killing us today? Yes, yes. he is. And we got to build that doggy door. We do. That has a retina scan for Lucas. Yeah. Or else we'd have many, many dogs in here. Okay, so, as we've mentioned previously in the show, we are all kind of from the same time and place, age-wise. Um, I'm going to be turning 40 this year. Drew's a couple of years behind. Watch out for 41. <laughs> That's when my mortality came into sharp focus. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here in my 30s for another five years, guys. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, so we can all remember a time, I think it's safe to say, before 2008, where fandom and geek culture were not nearly, A, as mainstream as they were today, uh, B, as widely accepted as it is today yeah or see nearly as popular as it is today and since 2008 we've been in what i've always said is like a golden age of geek we're getting all these things we never thought we would get we've gotten a black panther movie yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, I would even say Guardians of the Galaxy would Dude, be more I know you're not crazy about it, but I've been a Aquaman fan my whole life, and it's like an Aquaman movie. Just the fact that we're getting... I I, mean, it just like, blows qual- my mind. The you know? quality sure. of the films aside, we've had Batman fighting Superman on screen. We're Never going to get a Justice League movie on yeah. screen. Ka- kind of. <laughs> But you just well, never thought these things yeah, would happen. No, yeah, no, no, you no, never, no, no, no. You never thought... The, we would, if you said 1986, you were like, hey, you know, there's going to be a Justice League movie. Yeah. You know, you're you're like, like, sure, right. It's going to be so stupid. I know it will be. You know, like, there's no way it's going to be good. You <laughs> and know? it's just... And you were still right. Like, and there's, there's nothing now you can't get. Yeah. Like, much. if I want to go get... <laughs> uh, I mentioned this when, when we did our couple of quick questions with Kevin Smith. If I want to go get a t-shirt... Of Cesar Romero as the Joker with a surfboard and Bermuda shorts on. I'm betting you I can go find that someplace. Sure. Everything's available. The uh, product makers want to finally realize there's money to be made in Geek. The Geeks inherited the Earth. Yeah, the Geek have inherited the Earth. But, as we're starting to see... It's not without its problems. Yes. You're a Star Trek fan, Aaron. I'm a Star Wars fan. Back in the day, sure, there would be a little debate of which one's better or whatnot. But at the end of the day, we'd share a pint and agree that both are equally valuable and good, and we enjoy both for different reasons. Right. Yeah. 
Nowadays, people are freaking out over McNugget sauce. We want to talk today about how fandom is becoming toxic and just the ugliness of it is starting to rear its head. It's almost like fandom has become a competition in a lot of ways. It's not enough to discuss what you like with someone. It's almost getting to the point where there's a feeling in some fan groups that you have to prove why what you like is better and that you ultimately are right and everyone else is wrong. You and I have kind of rubbed up against this a couple of times in our conversations, and that's what kind of spurred on this thought of doing this show now, the conversation we were having about Rick and Morty the other night. Because yeah. you have not watched Rick and Morty. No. I do watch Rick and Morty. Yes. I love it. I think it's a great show. This is probably the best show I've seen. It's funny a show on television. The reason you had said that you weren't watching it was because of all how you're seeing the fans react to like the Szechuan sauce thing and a yeah. lot of what's like they said about the female writers and whatnot. And to me that was baffling because I couldn't connect the logic of not wanting to give a piece of art a chance because of how the people who view the art are reacting to it. And we got kind of, I wouldn't like, it's tough to say if it was heated or not because it was all over, you know, Facebook chat with Alan, but I got to a point where I kind of had to check myself. I was like, it's his reason for not wanting to see it. I shouldn't take personal offense to this and be arguing it as much as I am because this is my friend, and we're talking about things that ultimately aren't that important. But I guess the, the big the big thing that is coming up here is like fandom is getting really out of control with the gatekeepers of fandom. You can't be a real fan because yeah. you don't know this or that, and especially if you're female, God forbid, you try and you try and infiltrate a fan community, you're you're gonna. Oh yeah, the the fake geek girl thing, uh, which you see all the time, and I see it with cosplayers. Oh boy, fanboys yeah. love to quiz girls in costumes about it. You don't? Do you really like that character? Or are you just dressing up? This kind of stuff drives me insane. So that's all bad, and it gives makes everyone look bad, and it makes us look bad. It makes me not want to be associated with the things that I happen to really enjoy. So this Rick and Morty thing might be a great show, and I'm all all you got. Everybody tells me it's great, great. Then why is it that the worst of humanity seems to love it and do stupid, terrible things and make me go like, what do these people like about this, and why would I want to throw down my lot with them to enjoy it? Yeah, that's my problem, and the, the and thing- it might be great, but if I have to watch it and and somehow be associated with that. Nope. Sorry. I always put it like in, in my. In, you're probably the same way in some ways. Is that uh, I put in like band terms. Like there's if there's the band you hate the fan base. You're like I don't think I'm going to buy that album. I do that all the time. <laughs> like, ah, those guys are weird. You know. It's like I don't know if I want to get into that. You know. And not for nothing. I, I'm just gonna. I'm riffing. We're, no, gonna, no, we're, no, we're gonna have to steer this conversation back. But like, the, I have experienced the whole gatekeeper thing myself. Not so much in the geek stuff because i've always kind of been like well versed and you know i hold my own but you know i'm very aware of the geek cred thing with with in our circles but but growing up even and even to this day in the music world that i've been into being you know a fan of heavy metal bands and stuff growing up i then and now 
have never felt accepted or or part of the heavy metal community because I always feel like there's these real metal dudes that always tried to belittle me and make me sound like an idiot because I liked a certain band or I didn't like these other bands that like mm-hmm. real metal guys like. And I was just like, dude, I just I like what I like. I don't and, and you you know talking down to me. Doesn't that, make you like it anymore. It doesn't make me like it anymore. No. Yeah. For, if anything, guess what? Sorry. You, yeah. I'm now I'm less likely to give it a chance because you made me feel like small and stupid. Yeah, yeah. And like and that continues to this day. And I've reached a point in my life where it's just like you just I, I like what I like. And I don't care. Waste, you're just not gonna waste your time on it. Yeah. Like I don't, And there's plenty of things to waste your time on. I got everything in the world to waste my time. <laughs> no, and you yeah. know, like yeah, there's yeah, other yeah. things. Like yeah. if it's not that, you can find something else. To do. Absolutely. Um so that I, I have a personal stake in that. Like I've I've seen it in other things, and now I'm seeing it with comic books and all that. And it's like you know what? People like what they like. Just yeah. let them like what they like, and don't 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 get on their case about it or make them like and, jump and, through hoops or take a test or and, something. And people have different ways of expressing what they like. So if it is exactly. a girl dressing as a certain character, or if it is somebody you know making fan art, and you know people don't think they are good or whatever, you know that. It's just bonkers to think that there's people out there that's like, oh, you know, you don't really know about that, so uh-huh, you, you don't deserve yeah. to read this comic or you know get into this show or you know. I, I've like yeah. I've never felt that way with Star Trek. You know, I've never been like, well, you've never seen the original series, so what would you know? You know, because yeah. some people don't like the original series because it's dated. It's very Cause, dated because yeah. we're the OGs. We're like, oh, you like Star Trek? Come on, come on. You like Star Wars? Yeah, come on. We're you're, it's safe in here. It's yeah. safe in here. Right. It's now, also, but the problem is now that in here is everywhere. Yeah, yeah the communities have grown. It used to yeah. be small pockets. and not, I mean, honestly, that, that outsider mentality did band us together. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that it's kind of everywhere, it's less... It's, it's more inclusive, but because it's more inclusive, it's less inclusive. Is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that... Like, I think there's... Yeah, because I think it's... Ever, I think it's a couple things, honestly. I think it's one... Um, Obviously, geek culture has exploded, and everybody is is getting a taste of things they like or you know whatever. So the the doors are open for everything. Secondly, I think because we are all connected, you know, most people are like, yeah, I like you know Star Wars, I like this you know character, I like this cartoon, Rick and Morty, and they they just like it, but they don't go on about it, you know. And there, but there are those few people who are just just miserable, miserable people, and they just sit all day on their line uh, online. It's the vocal minority and trolling yeah. people because they have nothing else in their life. I yeah. really think these people are have empty lives. They just do not know what to do. They have no no pro- Like you have multiple projects. You're always working on stuff. I know you have definitely. You have a full life. I got a kid. You got a kid. <laughs> I got a kid, man. I got a one year old. Those things put meaning into your life. You, yeah. you wake up with a purpose. And th- that's the thing is like you you have to you you have to have something in your life and if you don't if it's just all you know consumption of you know Rick and Morty shows and you know Star Wars and you know whatever you know World of Warcraft you just get a little bit like you're empty yeah yeah, yeah that's all you have I guess and I I don't see myself that way i have a lot of things and i but the thing is i'm active in those things and yeah. I, I try and make my own things right and do like create something i don't know like well you you want to create and i know you want to create and people are out there that are trying to do things now maybe you're not maybe you aren't a creator but you should have a full life no matter what you yeah know? yeah totally you know i, 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 I mean you don't 
even going beyond the realm of being a creator, it's just <coughs> being an appreciator. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's that longing for community, but what kind of member of your community are you when when you go into it? Like you know, I started playing X Wing uh, back in March, and you know, there's a great local X Wing community here, and the you know. Most of the people I've run into in that community are very open and welcoming and, and very, you know, willing to help out and whatnot. And a, a lot of that's with the local fighting game community as well. Um, and for the longest time, you know, when you would go to the local comic shop and pick up your, your books on a Wednesday, I always loved that because it was like a kind of a, a pub mentality mm-hmm. because there's always people coming in and out of the shop. Right. You'd always like stop and talk to some people one out about what they're doing. But then like even years ago, I kind of noticed that it was kind of starting to like, you know, there was conversations were not so much of what do you like? And what do you like? It was, Oh, you shouldn't like that. This is what you should like, and this is why you should like it. And it's just when you get into that, it's just like uh, it's like like Drew, for example. Like we we always joke around that you hate everything and, and things like that. Ultimately, we know it's not true because do we know, <laughs> do we know this? You you like Nintendo and Metallica, so by definition, you do not hate everything. Okay, um, but like you're not. You'll 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 jab an innocent barb at someone for liking something, but you won't. We something I, I kind of pride the show on is I don't feel we've ever purposely set out to make people feel bad about what they like. We give you no. our perspectives on it no. and say why it's not our thing. Sometimes we're a little harsher on some things than we are on others. See DC dumpster fire. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think both of us are in a place in our lives where if you say that that you love, you know, Batman v Superman, I think it's the best superhero film ever made, we're going to be like, hey, man, that's cool. That's you. That's not us. And, you know, we're not going to yeah. we're not going to meet on common ground here. But, you know, we're not going to make you feel bad for for like at least I, I, I would hope we wouldn't do that. We'll have a heated discussion about we do. this. Yeah, but. But at the end of the day, we'll we'll tip a pint together, and and I, it's also not about like maliciously attacking someone either. And like you were saying, these are just, these people that are just like lonely trolls. I think they just get off on 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 creating chaos. Yeah, because like, they have discord between people just just to do it. Yeah. They, even if they don't even have a legitimate opinion or beef with someone, they'll just they just want to cause trouble. Right. For the sake of it, and that kind of that's that's a thing in all these communities, I think, and it, it ties into uh, it kind of, and it, it goes back to even South Park, and it goes now into Rick and Morty, Breaking Bad, even these shows that have characters. I'm using these shows as an example because it's just it's not, it's on my mind, and it's it's kind of it's been actually I've been discussing this with a lot of people in the last like, week or so shows with characters whose actions are pretty terrible, mm-hmm. but, uh, but somehow we are attracted to them as characters, mm-hmm. but they're not the protagonists of the yeah. show. They're not good guys. They're, you know, they're pretty bad people. Mm-hmm. And I think the shows that I'm talking about also present them as bad people, mm-hmm. but the people that I'm talking about that watch these shows idolize those people and don't get they don't get the show they don't they get don't it. get what the show is trying to say that's understand. that's exactly what i've been saying about like all these articles about these rick and morty fans i'm like you guys don't 
get the show. You like, like you realize, the show. They don't realize this is a cautionary you, tale. You get the cheap laughs out of the show, but you don't get the show. You right. don't get that. Like Rick is a a horrible person. Yeah, Rick is a Rick Sanchez is a horrible person, and and but you see glimmers of where he's could be good and yeah. he does little things that are yeah. good but most of the time he's a complete ass and he treats people terribly and because he's brilliant we give him a pass and most people who like rick and morty who are trolling people you're not brilliant you're not yeah. Rick sanchez you're you're not you don't you don't get it you're looking at the cover of the comic you're not bothering to open up and read it mm-hmm. you're the guy who goes in the hot topic and buys a punisher t-shirt and you've never cracked a punisher book your entire life well, I mean, you know, gatekeeping and whatnot, but no, your point, the, po- the point, that's the point, though. Yeah. Like, and looking at, like, Breaking Bad, people that, like, again, Walt's the good guy of this show, or people that, like, thought, thought that, that, uh, 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 tip of my tongue, um, uh, Jesse Pinkman? Not uh, Jesse. Pizza House? Gus. People that, people that idolize Gus in that show, like, even worse than Walt. Like, do yeah. you guys Breaking Bad people here? I've watched it. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched it. Like, these are bad people doing yeah. bad things. You're yeah. not... Sons of Anarchy fans are like this. Love... People love that show. Yeah, right. I watched it, I, and, and guess what? I didn't root for anybody because everyone on that show is well, terrible. It's entertaining, and that's it. It's at, Right. Yeah. I watch it because it's entertaining, but I don't sit there and go like, these. this is how I want to be. This is how I want to present myself. I feel like there are circles in these communities that that's... They see it as justification. Ah, I want to be like that. I should be like that. That's how it should. That's how things are. It's like that on the show. So I'm going to be like that too. Right. No. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible thing. I I do think there's a lot of things like that. uh, We see uh, the idolization of certain things. One thing I really worry about, like going back to like Star Wars, is that we saw, you know, episode the prequels, so one, two, and three, Anakin. You know, obviously becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. He's the big bad. And you took all these kids and you go, oh, look at Anakin. Isn't he awesome? He's a little Jedi. He's going to be like, no, he's a monster. Yeah. And he's, he turned, he's, and he's the worst kind of monster because he didn't have justifiable reasons to become a monster. He just became just an unsufferable person. And, and I, I worry about those generations of people growing up like, oh, Anakin, Anakin's like, but he became evil. So I, w- I was talking with a friend of mine once, and this was like, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, and before Disney bought Star Wars and whatnot and everything, I said to him, isn't it strange now that the villains that we grew up knowing are now the heroes in Star Wars? Because mm-hmm. like Clone Wars was in full swing. Right. And you see like, you know, uh, you know, kids are, stormtroopers are, are the heroes now to kids and whatnot. And, and then you kind of go back and watch the original Star Wars with the kind of the the lens of perspective that we have now being older. You look at it a different way. The rebels aren't a plucky band of rebels yeah. who, you know, are fighting for freedom. They're they're terrorists against the established government. Right. I I, so wor- I worry about that actually too. And now that we're getting into the last chat, we're, we're all we're all over the map here, but Well, no. I guess uh uh now that we're getting into the Last Jedi, and like, there's all this talk about the gray. I'm using that term now because that's what all the geeks are using. Uh, and then Luke trading sides, or like all this other stuff. It's like you know, I don't need moral ambiguity in Star Wars necessarily. I need a good guy and a bad. guy. I need a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I think the original trilogy <laughs> set that up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, good guys, 
bad guys. They're called stormtroopers after yeah, right. Nazis. Right, right, right. But, like, but also with the original trilogy, they established that good can become bad and vice versa. Right, so but, the, but, there was, but there was still a line. And I feel like, like you were saying, like, it's it's getting muddy. Like, yeah. And if it's getting, if, if we who, not, I mean, I like to think the company in this room, we are not the type of people who are liking these things for the wrong reasons. We get it. We yeah. Get, I don't know that everyone else gets it. And if they don't get it, when you present them with a morally ambiguous premise, I don't know that they're going to side well. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is because there's just so much more that's available now. And to like for us who grown up at a time where, yeah, maybe there was a lot available. It wasn't always available at the same time. Right. right and right, you had right. to time to like digest it and analyze it. Oh, there's no it time for that find anymore, your place man. And do it. Now there's just like, you don't like, you got binge it and then move on to the next. There's shows I want to see. I just have not. Yeah, you been just able, don't have I can't time. Get to it. I don't have yeah. time to get to it. Like you, you tell me, Breaking Bad is the best show it's ever been on television. Oh, yeah, dude. I have no reason not to believe you. I just, there are other things that I want to watch. Like, the the appearance of the show just, there's something about that just, there was never a visual hook for me. There really isn't one. It's it's all, no, and I, I it's get all that. character yeah, and writing. I get that. I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it, but, you know, it's unlikely that's going to happen in the foreseeable future, only because there's so much other stuff out there that sure. I'd rather devote time to. But just getting back to the the toxicity of fanhood, I think a lot of it, part of what's good about fanhood now is also part of the problem that it's so much easier to find fan communities. Yeah. You know, it's not just Bantha tracks anymore. It's like you can go anywhere and find a fan air quotes community. Right. And you can go in that community. If you don't like what the people are saying in there, you can like burn your bridges and move on to another community with the same likes. And I think as as good as it is that there's the diversity of fan communities out there, that's also kind of contributing to uh, well, we're tribal the toxicity. By, yeah, we're tribal well. by nature. So if if you know if you don't like what I don't know if you don't like this Star Wars community's view on something, then I'm going to join this other one, and because they more align with me, this other one that I don't like, we're all against them. Can yeah, I, I have an excellent illustration of this that actually happened uh, because you know, obviously we do the Star Trek podcast. Uh, my uh, host, the co-host with me on Synthaholics, he uh, when the show comes out, he posts on different groups, and there's a ton of Star Trek. Groups oh, sure, on Facebook, yeah, it's one of the OG fan communities. Yeah, so um, so he's posting all these things, and all of a sudden he uh, gets attacked. There's a one community called like Star Trek, the original one and only or something. I don't know, something like that. No, they're and, drawing their line in the sand, aren't they? <laughs> so they they originally because they hated the JJ reboot sure they thought it was just garbage you know okay sure but now apparently because we were talking because it was i think it was when the first uh the discovery came out we we covered episode one and two we covered it and we put it on a podcast and they were brutal with him like they were just off and so what ended up happening is they you know uh they kicked him out of the group and someone flagged him so he couldn't be on facebook for a I don't know how many, like oh, three weeks or two weeks or something oh, like God. that. Yeah, and it was awful. And so now I watch that thing, and it's like they just go in there. Uh, obviously, they post things about the original Star Trek, but then they just go into like how much they hate Discovery. And I'm like, what? 
then don't talk about it. If you don't like yeah. it, <laughs> like, and like, I don't know. It's, it's not my bag and move on. It's so bizarre. It's, and it's literally like you're like saying it's toxic. These people are toxic people. And I've read more and more like Reddit things where people are like, you people are ridiculous. They're, you're so bad. It's not even funny. It's like you take the joy out of all of it. Like, it's like any, any article I read. Uh, and I'm sure you do. You've seen it too. Or YouTube, for that matter. The rule of thumb I have nowadays, and I never follow it, and I, I should know better, but I but I, I can't look away. Never read the comments. Oh, the comments are brutal. Oh, God, no. I never read the comments. Uh, I sometimes I that's, my, that's, I that's the rule, but I always do, I scan and I them. always get sad. I, I scan them like, uh and just, you know. And it's, I, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's, does because, that, is that all anybody wants to do anymore? Is just tear down everything? Because if I you're commenting, you're part of the problem. I guess. Here, here I, oh, people call me a hater. I don't comment on news stories on, on the internet. I don't go on YouTube and write, com- I, I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't like it, I know I don't like it. I'm not going to waste my time yeah. getting into a diatribe on the internet with strangers to voice that. Like, I just, yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I, no, I've gotten involved in flame wars, and I just I can't do it anymore. It's just no, so I've... stupid. It's just it's ridiculous, and it's like I have better things to do with my time than argue with some stranger who's like five hundred miles away. I'll never meet, and I don't care what happens with their life. Have you seen the uh, the, the, the 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 stick figure? I forget the name of the comic, but it's it's a stick figure comic strip. Oh, the X. Um, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I... X T or X Y Z or yes. something like that. Yeah. And it's and it's it's just like a two panel, and it's the one guy at the computer, and off panel there's a dialogue that says, "Honey, are you coming to bed?" And he says, "No, someone is wrong on the internet." <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> exactly. It's like that's what these people are. Man. I could spend time arguing for. I'll just use the most recent example: Battlefront Two. Right. The beta came out. I thought it was great. A lot of people are ticked off because of loot crates. I could spend hours on an internet forum arguing that, yeah. or I could just have fun playing Battlefront 2. Yeah. That's exactly I'm just going to go have fun playing Battlefront 2. Because, folks, look at the hairline. I don't need more stress. It's in retreat as it is. I, my issue is, too, is like I, I've, I have seriously thought more than once to completely like just unplug myself other than maybe once in a while going on. The, like I've thought about just getting a flip phone. You're, you know, you're tying into it. Do you see that USA Today article about uh, about fatigue? No, I, I didn't see it. But um, some some university did a study and said, like, basically yeah, we have so much social interaction and so much information to process at any given time, at any given day. Yeah. We are now, we're, we are more fatigued yeah. on a daily basis because of all that. Like, if, yeah. you, if you're sitting around like six, six o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, I'm, t- I'm tired. It's because of all that emotional energy and, and right. thought that you've put into all that stuff throughout the day because you're so plugged in. I know. I just I don't wanna I don't wanna get invested in it anymore. I, I I mean I do and I constantly get into that trap where I get like sure. you know um you know, if we talk something about like online the Buffalo Geeks page and somebody starts getting into something really intense and you're you're going at it and it's just like, uh, I just I, I don't know if it really matters. Like do we really need to do we do we really need to argue about this? Do I really care? Right. You know? Uh, and more importantly, like, are you helping Are you helping or hurting your cause, really? I mean, yeah. are you being a good fan? 
you know yeah i know it's it it worries me you know and it's it what is like like you said before you found a couple friends he's like oh i like star wars too or i like yeah. dungeons and dragons yeah let's go play you know it's just right. stuff like that and it was like you found your little tribe you hung out and that was cool yep. now you have the whole world now your tribe is a nation yeah and it's ridiculous because every little because you we all knew that one person everyone hated you know stinky pete like ah, that guy i hate that guy <laughs> you know <laughs> and everyone hated he, that guy you know he's handsome pete's cousin yeah uh, handsome pete dances for Nicholas. Would I be out of line, probably, to put out the theory that did did the geeks become the jocks? We're getting there. Like you know what I mean? Become, like, did the geeks become the jocks? The, I'm not. I'm not going to say the geeks have become the jocks because we kind of point out. We ended up pointing out to jocks that they're geeks too, just about something different. Um, but True. we have but you become, know what I mean. We have mentality, become a though. version of the aggressor yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, right. We're, That's what I mean. We're shoving our own kind into lockers right, right now. Right, um, and I mean, it just it starts with the self, in my opinion. Like, I'm I'm trying to be much more aware of how I'm saying and what I'm saying. Like the other night when we had our whole like discussion, and then you know I kind of found myself like I'm. I'm getting mad at Drew over something that's not important. And then I said something to Alan about the new season of Voltron, and Alan said, asked you when you're going to watch Voltron. I said, piped up. He tried it. He doesn't like it. That's fine. Yeah, I watched the first season, and it was it was fine. It's, you watched the first I, episode. No, I watched uh, several, I thought. Yeah. No, I, you, you only watched for, You said you only watched the first one, because you said it was an hour I, and a half, and that was the first I think I closed episode. out that first season, I think. Oh, Either way, right. I watched enough of it, and I said, you know what? It's fine. It's it's a good update on what it was, but I'm not, it's not for me. I'm not going to carry on with it. Yeah. And then we have to get to a point where you can be passionate about something, and someone you care about who typically likes similar things may not be as equally passionate about that thing, and that's okay. Sure. Al and I could talk about Voltron, the new Voltron. Go berserk, man. All the time. It's going to be great. We love it. The fact that you don't love as much as we do should not put us in a place where we're going to be verbally aggressive or abusive towards you. But is that the issue, or is it more of like you're saying there are certain people that try to diminish people and put down, especially female uh, fandom? Or you know, well, well, there's that. But you know, you know what it is. Here's here's the analogy. Here's what it is. Remember the return of Optimus Prime. Sure. Remember the hatred plague. The hatred plague. I, I they were glowing it. red. Yeah, yeah. And he touched someone. Yeah. And it, it's what it is. Yeah. Because you can start out with the purest of intentions, mm-hmm. but. Like the pebble that starts the avalanche, like you start talking about, it, you start getting in the conversation, right. and then it just snowballs. And before you realize it, you're the toxic element in the conversation. Sure. Yeah. So I think it all starts with checking yourself. Yeah. Before you try to combat someone else's toxicity. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've 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 mentioned in the past my faith passage in the Bible. Don't worry about the splinter in your neighbor's eye worry about the plank of wood in yours so i and i've caught myself quite a few times and i you know i have to really watch how i say things because yeah and i try not to be inflammatory either uh it just it's sometimes some people what they say and do are just 
Yeah, they get you going. And it's, no, it's just literally unbelievable. Sometimes you're like, this is your borderline monster posting some of the things you say. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I get like worried. Like, why are you, are you still human? Like, is there something still there with you? I just, that's the part I get like completely flustered. It's not just somebody go like, oh, uh, you know, you don't like, you don't have to watch Rick and Morty. What's your problem? Like, you don't really like, you know, yeah. cartoons or sci-fi. That's stupid because nobody, you know, okay. You don't want to watch it. Whatever. You know? That's fine. I meet people who's like, I don't like Star Trek. I'm like, well, whatever, man. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's, and that's I, can, you. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine how much harder it is for you being the moderator of the Buffalo Geeks uh, Facebook page. I, I had to recently put up rules. And I yeah. just, I didn't, I, I didn't think I'd have to. I mean, when that first started, I just, you know, I thought just people, I, I am intrinsic, you know, deep down, I just think everyone has good intentions. And I think a lot of people do not. And I don't understand it. I it really I'm, it confounds I'm, me. I'm with you. I, I, I more I mean, and more I feel that way every day. And it's and it's bigger than geek culture. It's you know it's everywhere. Society. Yeah. It's and everywhere. It's, and, it's, and the things are getting kind of intertwined. To be honest with you, like bigger. It, it, I don't want to get too heavy into all this on 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 this show, but like these these trolly type people with no lives mm-hmm. influenced. Our election, okay? Oh, like, yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of things going on. At we, we put the ultimate troll in the White House. Right, and, and I, I agree. And I think there's a lot of things that, like, you worry that because they're the loudest voices, they get the most attention, and then people are like, oh, okay. So they get, uh, and people are natural, you know, they follow certain, like, movements or leaders sure. or, and whoever's loudest they're like oh i'll follow that guy because he right. seems like knows what he's doing no he don't know what they're doing and they're just they were like, just the loudest they're just they're yeah. just a dumbass who just keeps talking and saying incredibly terrible things and i do think unfortunately our current president gave a lot of people carte blanche to say and do whatever they want and feel good about it like i said bad protagonists yeah. people missing the point yeah. yeah and i like to just have my critical thinking on and take things in and process and act how I like, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to behave a certain way. And my mode of operations is not to be a hateful, spiteful, hurtful person. Right. I want to be your friend and share things with and, you and, you know, treat people well. And, and there's people that you're going to, I meet, don't get that. And there's right? people that you're the going to meet that you're not going to get along with. And sure. you, and you yeah. have to go like, well, or, or you don't have anything in common with them. And you're like, well, that's just them. You that's know? fine. And you just, you know, then I walk away. Say lovey, you know? Right. Uh, but it's hard when you see people who are literally putting people down and, and just awful, saying awful things because, you know, you like, you know, Teen Titans. And you <laughs> like the cartoon and not the yeah. and not the actual comic book. The new book. cartoon. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, what, who cares? You know, just they, it's what they like. And I, and I constantly, especially with women in the comic book and uh, the, you know, geek fandom, is like, you know, comic books were suffering for a long time, and I do think introducing is the female aspect. You have fifty percent of a population that is untapped, sure, or for the most part, you know, yeah. and we still aren't getting the full amount of female fandom. But right. I think we we are actually getting more and more. Because oh, totally. We're introducing more female characters, uh, female written uh, books. You know, so it's you know, you know, Starfire isn't showing off her breasts. Constantly, you know. But then you got the crowd. Well, why, why doesn't she do that anymore? Why are they taking the Starfire away from me? Yeah, you know that's that kind of thing, right? Exactly. And it's like because, man, like 
get with it. Like, yeah. it, it's not the way the world works. Yeah, it's like, and it, it was cool because you were young and you were 15 years old reading, right. uh, you know, reading Teen Titans and thought like, man... I'd like to get with Starfire. <laughs> sure. The, the Marvel know. swimsuit special. Yeah, that right. kind of stuff. We're yeah. past that, though. Yeah, you we're know? way like, past that. And let's face it. If that's what you get off at, there's a whole world of pornography. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, We have the internet, folks. Yeah. You can, it's like, you can you, find it. It's out there. So yeah. I, it's it's bonkers to me that people get that worked up, and they, they don't want women in their... Uh, and, and yet, those same people will pine for... <laughs> The illustrious, perfect woman that likes all the same things yep. they do, and like, yep. Why don't they? Why can't I find a girl like this? It's like, dude, because you're a toxic, horrible person when you do encounter them. Yeah, yep. you, you can't. You can't put people down. You gotta let people grow in their own way. And like, I like if there is somebody who likes the Teen Titans, the cartoon, just let them grow. And like, maybe they will pick up the comics sooner or later, yeah, or sure. maybe they'll get into another part of fandom. And it's just it, you know, we all grow in our own organic way. And who knows what people are going to be into? You know, so. Let people get their foothold, and if they want to dress like Harley Quinn, and there's 15 Harley Quinns at that Comic Con, you know what? That's what they're into now. Let them grow, you know. And I get a little bit like, eh, another Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to go over there and you're, like you're sitting there with the clicker, them, you know, <laughs> ass. Have you ever read any? You know, right. like, like who cares? You're not going to do that because no. that's yeah, it's, it's just monstrous. I don't get it. Well, we've diagnosed the problem. How do we treat it? Be a better just 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 be cool, man. Just be excellent. I think we other. individually exactly. all have to be cool, but I think we also have to be careful, like with certain people knowing who they are and how yeah. to deal with them. Because yep. there's a lot of people out there we have to learn how to deal with and talk with, and I think you still have to engage with them, but you have to find a way to appeal to them in some way. I don't know. It's that's the hard part because there has to be good down there somewhere. There yeah. has to be. But there's, I think they've been warped by being around with the wrong people and the wrong mindset. So don't go into a conversation with the goal of changing someone else's opinion. No, go into a conversation with the goal of sharing your opinion and hoping to gain some knowledge and wisdom back. Right. Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. Uh, yes, that directive four classified. It is. It's very classified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us here. Great discussion. Really appreciate it. Aaron, thank you so much Thanks, for man. Thanks coming for out. Me. Thanks for having me. Hoard your wares. Yes, hoard your wares. Tell, 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 tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your stuff in the, in the vast world that is the internet. Uh, so uh, you can check me out. I Usually I'm on Twitter at uh, Blackbird2004. Uh, our Twitter for Synthaholics is Synthaholics Duo, and uh, we have the Synthaholics page. You can just type in Synthaholics for uh, any podcast. You can download that if you're interested in listening to uh, you know uh, Star Trek knowledge, Star Trek lore. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We're pretty irreverent in what we talk about. So. And, uh, you know, I also have the uh, uh, Numina Comics uh, new, uh, page, new, uh, uh, comics.com You can go to... How do you spell that? N-U-M-I-M-U-M-I-N-A. Okay. And, you know, like I said, I'll be putting stuff out there. There's stuff out there now, but there will be more in the future, and I'll be promoting that as well as much as I can. All right. Well, all right, man. Thanks again. Thanks for having Folks, me. Folks, if 
you'd like to find us out there in Tron world, you can go to Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these great things available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, any last thoughts? Just just be better, people. Let's be excellent to each other. Party on dudes. That's true words are never spoken, man. All right, folks. Thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it. Court the truth.